Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. The UFO cover-up, right from the start, was a really bad idea. It's still a bad idea. The cover-up in itself is a bad idea. The governments of the world that have engaged in the UFO cover-up, who keep the information about the extraterrestrial presence away from uh, the people, from the public, from letting them know about that the, the reality of the situation, by doing this, it puts pe regular people all over the world in a bad position, potentially. Uh, and uh, that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, now, I, always, I said before in the past that uh, when government officials, like here in the United States, for instance, back in 1947, which a lot of people believe that's when uh, the United States officials uh, realized that the, uh, the answer behind the flying saucers was uh, intergalactic, that there were beings coming here, that there were uh, the pilots of these craft were obviously not human and that they were alien creatures. Uh, I, I could understand why at first they might have wanted to keep that a secret. I mean, uh, in 1947, for instance, it was only nine years uh, past the Orson Welles War of the Worlds broadcast that uh, caused a lot of people to panic. Uh, so it was understandable at first, but at some point as the years went by, the government, the United States government, and also other governments of the world, I am certain that other governments of the world know about this too. Uh, and, and after several years into this phenomenon, I am sure that uh, allies had gotten together, like United States allies. There were most certainly some secret discussions with Canadian officials, with British officials, you know, with all different uh, uh, officials from all different countries that uh, talked about this secretly. There's no question about it as far as I'm concerned. There would have, there would have had to have been right but at the same time as as time went by it was uh, the government should have government officials in all these countries sh should have stepped forward and told the truth about the extraterrestrial reality uh, because by not doing this, uh, it basically let everyone out there in the world, the people that they're supposed to be governing, right, let them just on their own without any sort of information about this reality whatsoever. And still to this day, there's a lot of people out there who just don't believe in this. Now, people are starting to come around, I think, uh, particularly because of what started in 2017 with the l release of those leaked videos uh, from the Pentagon. But uh, outside of that, uh, you still there's still so many people. I think I, I would have to say it's in the billions for sure who are just unaware of uh, this situation and, and also unaware that uh, sometimes these things could cause uh, harm. Uh, or even death, we just don't know. And I think people need to be aware of this. Like if if somebody, some ignorant person who never uh, thought about UFOs or aliens comes across a a landed craft somewhere, uh, perhaps that that could happen. It does, has happened over the years. Sometimes they'll go near it, and sometimes that turns out to be not too good of an idea. And then there's some people who are just completely unaware of this, and next thing you know, there's uh, there, there's something ha strange happening to them. They, they get abducted or uh, by extraterrestrials. They have no idea what's happening, and they're they're scared and they don't understand. They never heard of anything like this. And the next next thing you know, they're trying to educate themselves about what potentially could be happening to them. And then they realize, wow, extraterrestrials are here. That is real. And see, that's not fair. It's really not fair. It's like. You know, you see this in a lot of movies all the time. It, 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 officials learn of some uh, impending danger, but you hear the uh, hear them saying amongst themselves, "Oh, we can't let the public know about this." Oh my God, can you imagine the panic! Like it reminds me, there's a movie from the '50s called Tarantula, where this this tarantula that uh, that keeps growing, uh, it, it was injected with this uh, uh, radioactive. Uh, 
nutrient by these scientists were, that were working in, in this secret laboratory in the desert, and it's, it, this thing keeps growing. And uh, there's, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but this tarantula escapes from the laboratory and, uh, when there's a fire, and it, it's believed that this thing was killed along with all these other uh, enlarged creatures that were getting uh, injected with this nutrient. Uh, but anyway, it, it, that tarantula gets away and it keeps growing bigger and bigger, and uh, and it starts eating people. All right, it actually goes after this. There's some rancher who finds all his cattle are are you know slaughtered and uh, they're just bones laying there. And there's all this uh, there's this uh, big puddles of venom. Nobody knows really what it is. Uh, and this guy ends up getting eaten alive by this giant tarantula. And then two guys driving around in a truck in the middle of the night on a, some back road somewhere they get uh the tarantula picks up the the truck throws it and then eats them guys alive too so uh, and but then when they officials find all this wreckage and these dead bodies and these bodies that are now just skeletons because the uh, tarantula liquefies their uh, skin and then sucks it up they find this but they decide hey we can't tell anybody this you'll, you'll scare half the countryside so they don't tell anybody about it. But as you watch the movie, you see by not telling anyone about it, not alerting them to this uh, potential creature that's walking around the countryside, by not telling anybody about it, you just you're basically you're putting them at risk, putting any everybody at risk when you should have been saying, "Hey, there's something going on here. Maybe uh, everyone should stay at home until we figure out what it is." But because they don't do it because they think, "Oh, we can't tell everybody. It's a we'll scare half the countryside." Well, what happens next is uh, there's two old guys just hanging out outside somewhere and next thing you know the tarantula comes and they get eaten alive if they had known if it had the officials in charge put out an alert then those two old guys wouldn't have got eaten alive by the giant tarantula now of course that's all nonsensical fiction of course uh, but it's just as an example of how uh, uh, government officials think and that's how they do think a lot they when, when something is uh too strange or or or, or too uh, scary to uh, to them they think well we got to keep it secret we can't tell anybody about it well we better just you know keep this uh, under our hats until we know what's going on and i think that's probably what's part of what's been going on all these decades is that they we can't tell anybody about this we don't even know what's going on yet they probably don't know what's going on or maybe they do but whatever the case they should have told the truth a long time ago because every now and then you hear of cases where people go up to a, a craft and they touch it and, and, and they get burned or they get injured because they don't know any better. Uh, you know, if government officials would have come out a long time ago and said, and just admitted to the truth, yeah, there's extraterrestrials here. I guess this is the way the, the universe is. I mean, they're coming here. We don't know how many are coming here. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what they're up to. They're probably just observing us. Uh, but well, we recommend that if you come across a, a one of these craft that's landed, get away from it. Don't go near it. And what happens? They don't do that. They pretend it's all silly and nonsense. And any, anyone who uh, talks about UFC seeing UFOs or encountering extraterrestrials, they're all crazy or they're crackpots or they misidentified uh, uh, what, they, uh, what they're talking. They, they, they made a misidentification or they had hallucinations or whatever. You know, they, it's, it's all stigmatized. So, uh, it, But then when it really does happen, they don't know any better. Uh, for instance, there was the case uh, in Canada uh, Matt, the the Falcon Lake incident. Uh, let's. I, I want to just mention this here. This was an incident that happened uh, uh, back in the 1960s. Uh, this was a, a guy named uh, uh, Mihalik, uh, Stefan Mihalik, 
And uh, here's an article from CBC. It says, Falcon Lake incident is Canada's best documented UFO case, even 50 years later. Now, this article was from 2017. It says, Stan Michalik can still vividly remember when his dad came home sick and injured after something happened in the Falcon Lake woods in Manitoba on the May long weekend of 1967. It was something that put his family life into upheaval and remains one of the world's best known ufo encounters i recalled seeing him in bed he didn't look good at all he looked pale haggard said michaelic who was nine years old at the time and was allowed to see his dad for a couple of minutes on the day after what soon became would become known as the falcon lake incident then there was the smell when i walked into the bedroom there was a huge stink in the room like a real horrible aroma of sulfur and burnt motor it was all around and it was coming out of his pores it was bad said michaelic who co-authored the book when they appeared when they appeared with winnipeg ufo researcher chris rutkowski uh the book will be uh will be launched on that the book was about to get launched at the time when this article came out Anyway, he says, I was very afraid. My dad had been injured and I didn't know anything about it, Michaelic told CBC News in recalling that Saturday 50 years earlier. Within a couple of days, however, not only did he know more, uh, not only did he know more, but so did much of the public. The story about his dad being burned by a UFO ran in the Winnipeg Tribune newspaper, and that's when everything pretty much hit the fan, Michaelic said. Stefan Michalik was an industrial mechanic by trade and an amateur geologist who liked to venture into the wilderness around Falcon Lake, about 150 kilometers east of Winnipeg, to prospect for quartz and silver. He had stocked, he had staked some claims the prior year and set out on the May long weekend in 1967 to explore some more. But on May 20th, 1967, Stefan was near a vein of quartz along the Precambrian Shield in the area when the 51-year-old was startled by a gaggle of nearby geese that erupted into a clattering of honks. According to his accounts, as reported in newspapers at the time and since repeated in books, magazines, and on TV shows, Stefan looked up and saw two cigar-shaped objects with a reddish glow hovering about 45 meters away. One descended, according to Stefan's account, landing on a flat section of rock and taking on more of a disc shape. The other remained in the air for a few minutes before flying off. Believing it to be a secret U.S. military experimental craft, Stefan sat back and sketched it over the next half hour. Then he decided to approach, later recalling the warm air and smell of sulfur as he got closer, as well as a whirring sound of motors and a hissing of air. He also noted a door open on the side and a bright lights inside, and he said he heard voices muffled by the sound from the craft. He said he called out, offering mechanical help to the Yankee boys if they needed it. The voices went quiet but did not answer, so Stefan tried in his native Polish, then in Russian, and finally in German. Only the whir and the hiss of the craft responded. He claims he went closer and noted the smooth metal of the ship with no seams. He then looked into the bright doorway, pulling on the welding goggles he used to protect his eyes while chipping at rocks during prospecting. Inside, Stefan said he saw light beams and panels of various colored flashing lights but could not see anyone or any living thing when he stepped away three panels slid across the door opening and sealed it he reached to touch the craft which he said melted the 
fingertips of the glove he was wearing. The craft then began to turn counterclockwise, and Stefan said he noticed a panel that contained a grid of holes. Shortly afterward, he was struck in the chest by a blast of air or gas that pushed him backward and set his shirt and cap ablaze. He ripped away the burning garments as the craft lifted off and flew away. Disoriented and nauseous, Stefan stumbled through the forest and vomited. He eventually made his way back to his motel room in Falcon Lake, then caught a bus back to Winnipeg. He was treated at a hospital for burns to his chest and stomach that later turned into raised sores on, grid on a grid-like pattern. And for weeks afterward, he suffered from diarrhea, headaches, blackouts, and weight loss. Now, I'm not going to read the rest of this article. There's a lot more to it. But uh, you can see now, had Stefan known... Uh, had Stefan been warned by government officials uh, back in the day, then he would probably have stayed away from this craft. He would not have gone near it. Uh, but he wasn't, because the governments at that time pretended like there was nothing to this. They still do, for the most part. They don't, they don't admit to this extraterrestrial reality. Uh, and so this poor guy goes up there and he gets these horrible burns uh, that he suffered. You know, this, this was something that affected this guy for the rest of his life. Uh, and so, but he wasn't previously warned by the government officials who are in charge, who, who are supposed to tell us about things out there we're not supposed to, uh, we, we might want to stay away from if we run into them. But because it's all nonsense and misidentifications and hallucinations and, and information from people who are crackpots, well, it's not real then. So when this guy sees it, he actually thought it was some kind of an experimental craft. Uh, but that's the issue that I have with this because, and, and then you have all the people who have suffered throughout the years in, in other, in other fashions, uh, uh, because they, they came, they went public with, uh, with, uh, uh events that they experienced be, uh, with, with regard to UFOs and or extraterrestrials. And when they come out and they talk about this and then they're ridiculed and their, their name is dragged through the mud. You have people on TV laughing about them. Uh, they're all all the people that they know in, within their orbit. Some will start thinking they're crazy, or, or he must be nuts. Oh my God! He said he saw a UFO and aliens. Boy, that guy's crazy. That's because the government uh, let everyone down by keeping this a secret for all this, all these, all these years. That, that's what it is. I am certain that uh, Canadian governments, uh, government officials, certain government officials, they have their own little secret group. I'm sure, just like the United States has, uh, and they're all in on it together. And uh, they've all been uh, working on this, uh, studying this issue uh, privately, uh, secretly for decades. And uh, that, that's what's going on. And unfortunately, this is the, the end result. The, the people, the citizenry, in the end, are the ones who suffer over the years because of the cover-up. Because government officials have acted like there's nothing to it. You know, it all started back in 1953 with this CIA Robertson panel that got together. They got the CIA, got all these, these scientists got together because the CIA was concerned about uh, how UFO stories were affecting the public. So they decided that we're just going to go debunk. We're just going to, from this point on, we're going to uh, debunk everything and just act like there's nothing to it because the, we don't want the public getting out of hand. And that's how it's been. It's been like that for, for decades, and uh, it's starting to change. I think that you know, over recent years, of course, as we all know, things are starting to change. But the cover-up still is in place. They haven't told us the truth. They have not come out and told the public the truth about the extraterrestrial presence. I think there's things coming here from all over the place. Uh, I, 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 if you read all the stories and you see, you hear all the different accounts, apparently there's beings from all different worlds stopping here every now and then, checking things out. There's a presence here that seems to, that's staying here for whatever reason, it seems. It seems like the, uh, the prevalent, uh, 
alien encounters are always greys, reptilians, and uh, insectoids, and they're up to something, right? And so what? If they're whatever they're up to, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, the, the, with the government coming out and telling the public, "Hey, look at this is the story." Okay, there's there's other life out there. It's stopping here sometimes. Some of this life apparently is here, and they're they, they've. They're here for a long time now. They're up to something. They're, you know, they could tell us the truth about, uh, is there a hybridization program? And even if there is, we can't do anything about it. So what? It's all part of this existence that we are all experiencing together. If, if that's the, the reality, then that's the reality. And we, the world just needs to get on with it. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, a lot of people say it's a hybridization program is a bad thing and they're trying to take us over. For all we know, maybe it's a good thing. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what the end game is for these beings that are here, the ones that are uh, seem to be manipulating uh, humankind uh, in, in the shadows and secretly, covertly. We don't know what they're up to, but there's nothing we could do about it anyhow. And that's that's okay. That's okay. The government needs to just come out with this and just tell them, just lay it all out. This is what's going on. Yes, there are extraterrestrials coming here. There is life from other worlds, obviously. We don't know how much is coming here. Whatever they got, they need to relay that information to the public. And also, to say, hey, if you come across one of these things that's landed somewhere, don't go near it. You could get hurt. That That's the kind of advice that the government should be giving people. Not this, oh, there's nothing to it, and then just let people out uh, on their own. They'll see something, and then they'll be a, they can't say anything about it, because if I do, the people think I'm crazy, because this, this ain't supposed to be real, right? So some people will keep it, in, internalize it for the rest of their lives, and the uh, and then other people will say, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to tell people. And then they tell people, and the next thing you know, they're getting uh, harassed for the rest of their lives. I mean, look at Travis Walton. You think that he would have want to go through? Do you think that that guy wanted to go through life with that, uh, with his experience hanging over his head, the whole world talking about it? You have a whole bunch of debunkers out there saying he's a crackpot or a liar or was a big hoax. I mean, you think that all these people that uh, actually come out with these incredible stories want to want the world to know about this? No, because, especially with the situation that the governments of the world have created. Of course, the main reason, as we all know, is that all of these governments, I'm sure, not just here in the United States, I would imagine the United States and its allies all know about that reverse engineering uh, program. No, not all. I mean, there's just certain elements within each of these governments that know about it because it has to be secret. It has to be, and it's all compartmentalized, and there's only certain people who know certain things about it. But there there has to be a collection of some people within all these governments that know everything. Uh, and I would imagine that's what's probably going on in places like China, in Russia, that they, the officials there, they probably have recovered craft. There's been stories about that, about recovered craft in those countries too. And they're trying to reverse engineer it all in this effort to whoever uh, successfully reverse engineers this, uh, rec- these recovered craft first might be able to uh, have a big time advantage over all the all of their uh, enemies acro- uh, from other countries. That that's what it's all about. That's so they they think that that's why we need to keep it secret because that's nas- that's national security. I, I and I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And I don't see why anybody should agree with that. I I think it's okay to keep the reverse engineering uh, discoveries secret, but you can't keep this reality. You just can't keep it bottled up forever. It's not fair to the people that you're governing. Uh, and especially if you look at that case with Stefan Michalik from the 1960s, I mean, that guy, had he known better, he, he might have stayed steered clear of that object when it landed. He might have just picked up his, his uh, rock uh, hammer and walked out, walked out of there quick. Instead, he went up to it and he, got, he paid the price. And, and that price was paid, you have to imagine, because 
the Canadian government uh, never issued any sort of warnings about these things that, hey, maybe your best bet is to get away if you ever run across one of these things. So that's where I'm at with that. Okay, uh, uh, moving on, I want to talk about an article that I just came across today that I think needs to be discussed. Uh, this was in uh, Irish, the Irish Star. Of course, I'll leave the link for it. And the headline reads, the headline tells it all. It says here, UFO investigations by British government were blocked by demonic forces, according to extraterrestrial expert. And the subhead here says, the fear of demonic forces blocked the British government from investing reports of sightings of UFOs. Now, if this is true, this is absolute. Well, this is I mean, what we're just talking about here. Oh, oh, it must be demonic forces are responsible for these uh, extraterrestrial beings. So we, 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 we're not going to even look into it. That's basically what this story uh, uh, is trying to state. It says here the UK's foremost UFO expert said that the British government failed to investigate reports of unidentified anomalous phenomena in the 1990s because they feared demonic forces were at play. Nick Pope, a former high-ranking member of the Ministry of Defense and their UFO chief between 1991 and 1994, said that Lord Hill Norton, the chief of staff, nixed any probes into possible extraterrestrial encounters because he was influenced by a priest who deduced that UFOs were demonic. Now, right off the bat, this is a, a, a absolutely a, a shame, if this is true. I mean, I guess Nick Pope would know. I mean, he was part of that program, and he's saying Lord Hill Norton... Uh, he, he was, uh, some priest was bending his ear. I've, I've seen Lord Hill Norton talking about UFOs. He was, he believed in them. Uh, he, he thought it was real. So I find this really uh, amazing that, uh, he, that the learn now that Lord Hill Norton, who somebody was publicly talking about UFOs in the past. I've seen him in many, you've seen this guy's face in many documentaries talking about UFOs, say, stating that it is real, that there's a cover up and all, and so on and so forth. And here to learn that he, that he, that he didn't investigate them because he, some priest told him that there are demonic forces behind it. Boy, that's that's amazing if that is if this is true. Anyway, it says the government, the UK, the United States government, Pope claims, has had similar religious objections in the past. Many American officials had looked for biblical reference points to inform their investigations into UFOs, which are now known as UAP. Okay, so and we've heard that one before. Uh, and it does get into that here, this article. Of course, Luis, Luis Elizondo has talked about this, that there's some people within the Pentagon who uh, don't want the public to know about UFOs because the idea of extraterrestrial civilizations goes against their religion. So we're going to pretend that it doesn't exist because it goes against some people's religions? That's a- absolutely insane, uh, bat, bat crap crazy. I'm trying to keep it at a you know, GPG level here, as you can see. Anyway, uh, here's a direct quote from him. He says, it's counterintuitive that some official resistance to taking UAP seriously comes not from hard-nosed science-minded skeptics who think studying the subject is a waste of government time and money, but from a faction that believes UAP are real, but demonic. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're in trouble. I mean, if we have people in charge that are basing everything on their religion, because there's a lot of religions in the world, folks. They're not all the same. It says, he goes on, he says, this stems in part from a biblical description of Satan as being the prince of the power of the air, a quotation from the book of Ephesians, Pope said when explaining further. Oh boy, oh boy. 
We don't. We can't have religious. I mean, you can't. You can't have religious zealots pulling the screen, pulling the strings behind the scenes on this issue. You just can't. That needs to be put to the side, and then you just look at the scientific aspects of it. Anyways, the article continues. It says there is an abundance of theories bandied about the interest that UFOs may indeed have religious origins. A new documentary titled "God versus UFOs." has explored that very topic. However, there has never been an official confirmation from a government that their extraterrestrial policy may be shaped by scripture. These religious theories, Pope said, are impending, impeding extensive research into extraterrestrials. The thinking seems to be that if UFOs are some sort of demonic manifestation, engaging with it feeds them by giving them energy and should therefore be avoided, he reasoned. Woo! Woo! Crackpot. Now, now we're seeing who the real crackpots are. If this is true, then the people covering this up, they're the crackpots. Anyway, he continues here. He says, this was likely to have been a factor in something reported by Pentagon UFO investigator Lou Elizondo. He said that when trying to get a senior defense official engaged on the subject, he was rebuffed by the officer who told him to go and read his Bible. This line of thinking, Pope says, emerged from the United States and eventually became the school of thought among many governmental officials in Britain. I saw a similar thing in the UK when the former chief of defense staff, Lord Hill Norton, who I briefed on several occasions, fell increasingly under the influence of a maverick priest, Paul Inglesby, who believed the phenomenon was demonic. So you have some priest who's bending Lord Hill, the chief of the, of, of the defense staff, Lord Hill Norton's ear, and telling him it's all demons. It's all demons, man. Don't hate we can't, don't look into it. Don't look into it. It's the devil. Wow. Wow. Reverend Inglesby is a World War II veteran who served in the Navy. During the war, he became extremely ill and suffered from hallucinations, including an out-of-body journey to Mars. And this colored, colored his views on extraterrestrials. So we basically have a real crackpot who was telling the uh, the, the Minister of Defense in, in the UK, uh, a literal crackpot here, right? Telling the Minister of Defense in the UK that, hey, it's all demonic, don't look into it. After his service was up, Inglesby joined a church where he would become an influence on figures such as Earl Mountbatten, the uncle of Prince Philip. This influence, Pope believed, proved malign in the context of getting the British government to throw their weight behind UFO investigations. Uh, Pope says this, this was particularly unfortunate because Lord Hill Norton was arguably the leader of what might be called a believer faction in the establishment. See, okay, that's see, that's like I, I, he was. You see a lot of old documentary footage where he's talking about this. I'm assuming all this stuff where this priest bent Lord Hill Norton's ear happened after he made those comments. Anyway, here's uh, Pope continues. He says, He tabled numerous questions in Parliament about UAP and was pressuring defense ministers to release information on UFO cases such as the Rendlesham Forest incident. Yes, he was pressuring them, those people. But but unfortunately, this Inglesbury steering him away from a defense and national security focus and towards a religious interpretation of UAP was an unwelcome distraction and something I fought hard to counter. Uh, unbelievable. Anyway, it says here, it finishes up, it says, the Rendlesham Forest incident refers to Britain's most notorious extraterrestrial sightings. Uh, starting on Boxing Day, December 26, 1980, there were three days of sightings of scorch marks and broken branches attributed to a craft of unknown origin in the woods near a military base in Suffolk in England. Of course, that was the United States military base, and we all know the story of Rendlesham Forest, and I'm not going to repeat it here today. 
Uh, but unfortunately, it looks like uh, uh, some people behind the scenes that have been co- uh, responsible for this cover-up, responsible for not even investigating them in this case, uh, and staying away from them, uh, they feel that we better not even look into it because it's the devil. It's the devil that's sending these craft here. It's not real. It's a manifestation straight out of hell. So look at here's what we got. Here's what we're dealing with. So let's all put it into into perspective here. On 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 one side of this uh, equation, uh, uh, well, there's many sides to this. Okay, we have some people who are know that this is real, that want more information, want the government to come clean. And on the other part, we have government officials stating that it's uh, all hallucinations and nonsense, and really behind the scenes they know it exists, but they think it's a manifesta- manifestations of from hell, right? Then you have other people, just straight up debunkers and skeptics who are running around thinking they know everything, uh, ast- astronomers, whatever, all these people, thinking that they know everything and that there's nothing to all of these uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, who knows how many different cases there are at this point. There's nothing to it. It's all nonsense, and there's all reasonable explanations to it. So we have two different factions basically living in some sort of a fantasy. One that thinks it's from hell, another one that thinks there's nothing to it, and then you have uh, the the third part of this pie where it's everyone everyone else who understands that yeah, there is something going on to this. And I guess you would have to say there is a fourth part of this pie. It's all the other people who uh, just have, are completely oblivious to this phenomenon and know nothing about it because of the crackpots uh, running the keeping the secret behind the scenes, uh, the crackpots in the debunker field, uh, because of those kind of uh, people, those elements, that that affects uh, another portion of the pie, which is completely oblivious to this entire phenomenon. Wow, we got our work cut out for us, don't we? I mean, if that's the if that is still what's going on behind the scenes, and of course, like uh, even it's like Nick Pope states there, uh, like he points out, about Lou Elizondo had the same sort of experience behind the scenes, getting told, "Hey, we can't do this; it goes against my religion." So yeah, forget about it. It's, it's demonic. It's a manifestation from from hell. So let's let's pretend it's not real. Let's not tell anybody, and you keep your mouth shut too. It's uh, it's not the way we we uh, that's crazy that's crazy you know people say people who believe in UFOs and aliens are here they say that they're crazy now you see what's going on on the other side here that's who's crazy okay uh, moving on I want to catch up on some of the recent Spotify polls that I've conducted uh, the last three actually I haven't talked about those yet. Uh, For the episode, The Astronomy Community Needs to Face Reality, I asked this question. Why do the top names in astronomy always seem to act as UFO debunkers? So far, I have 72 votes and there's still 24 days left. Okay, uh, one person or 1.4% says stupidity. Uh, Two people or 2.8% say fear of extraterrestrials. Uh, Seven people or 9.7% say common sense deficiencies. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that's possible. It could have deficiencies in their common sense departments in the, in the way it functions inside their brain. There could be issues there. It could be some sort of a blockage. Uh, eight people say, or 11.1% say, complicit in cover-up, that some of them are complicit in cover-up. I could believe that. I, I most certainly believe that that was the case with the astronomer Donald Menzel. Uh, he was a Harvard astronomer who uh, it seems to turn out that we learned after he died that he was he had top secret security clearances and it looks like he might have been part of Majestic 12. So yeah, I believe that some of them sometimes are complicit in, co- in the cover-up and sometimes I wonder maybe if maybe Carl Sagan might have been. Okay, 24 people or 33.3% say fear of stigma. 
Uh, yeah, I would imagine that that does have to play a part in it. But the majority, 30 people or 41.7% say all of the above. Yes, all of the above. I think it is all of the above. I think it's fear of stigma, stupidity, fear of extraterrestrials, common sense deficiency, and complicit in cover-up. So yes, I agree with the majority, all of the above. Okay, for the episode, The Mysterious Planet X, I ask this question. Do astronomers who confidently dismiss the assertion that there is ET life visiting Earth suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect? Now, I talked about the Dunning-Kruger effect before. Um, uh, as, as we all know, the Dunning-Kruger effect, Dunning-Kruger effect is uh, uh, it's a condition. Uh, I was accused of having it by uh, uh, somebody recently, uh, one of the, somebody who commented. It's a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. Yes. Yes, some people do suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect. There's no question about it. Some of these astronomers, that's my belief. But let's see what the poll says. 13 people or 23.6% say no. I would have to believe that that's probably a group of uh, either I, I would say this. It's probably a, a, a combination of a du- du- bunch of different people. I would say that the 13 people who said no, it's a combination of people who have are uh, completely afraid of this phenomenon, don't want to talk about it, and have completely got themselves drunk on the bathwater of the debunkers and astronomers who are telling them lies all the time, telling them uh, incomplete information, not perhaps lies. I think some of the debunkers tell lies, but the astronomers, they're living in some kind of fantasy world. So, yeah. That's who those 13 poor, probably a mixture of debunkers, uh, some of their, uh, the minions who follow them, and some of the astronomers probably. That's who the 13 people are. Because 42 people or 76.4% say yes. Yes, they do. They are suffering from Dunning-Kruger effect, right? It's those people. They think they're, they're overestimating their abilities. Okay, for the episode Weird Aliens, Weird Encounters slash Planet X Update, I asked this question. Of the three weird alien encounter stories presented, which one is the weirdest? Now, of course, in that previous episode, I talked about these three really weird encounters that people have had with extraterrestrials. Um, And uh, one person said the fanged humanoids of Kofu was the strangest uh, encounter. That's 4.5%. Three people, or 13.6%, say this 2013 Florida backyard alien encounter was the weirdest. Uh, one person or 4.5% say the fence house's doll aliens encounter from 1976 was the strangest. But 17 people or 77.3% says they're all weird. Yes, all of them were weird. Uh, yes, very. all three of those cases that I discussed in that previous podcast were extremely, extremely weird. Uh, yes, so that's what I think. I think that too. Anyway, I want to say uh, thank you all for joining me. Until next time.